That's why we are indeed a whole moon. When the cameras roll and the mics are hot. That's right, we back for another Monday. Hey, 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 hey. This group of preteens, teens, and young adults don't hesitate to say what's on their minds. Trying to voice your opinion without a filter or a or restraint and kind of giving a voice to the voiceless. Jada, Jalen, Keela, Melissa, Samuel, and moderator Laureen Pryor tackle the big issues ripped from the headlines. As black students and people, sometimes we aren't fine. This safe space, a podcast. Black versus the Board of Education. Food baby. We in here. Yeah, we in here. Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here. Yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. That's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. And you know it wouldn't be a Monday party without the crew from Black versus the Board of Education. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. We got a lot to talk about today. President's ah. <laughs> Dead presidents, right? It's only one okay. I got in my pocket. All right. And they in my pocket, too. Say that. <laughs> we welcome you into this space for another Monday edition. Today, we have a special guest, uh, and our episode is called What's the 411? I like that. Ooh, that's that's cool. Cool. That's Where are my co-hosts, sir? Pull them up so we can get these introductions out the way because we can't leave our guests waiting too long. Uh, Sam, Sam is hitting the corner or hitting the block. Uh, Sam, go ahead and uh, uh, introduce yourself. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, my name is Samuel. Where all that energy go? I like sports. Oh, thank you. All right, where all that energy go? Miss Anaya, hey. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Anaya, and I'm currently senior in high school. Well, welcome to the party, Jaylen. Uh, my name is Jaylen. I am a college student, and uh, why you sound like a robot? Because he caught me off guard. I'm oh, thinking we were going to Melissa. Come on, right. hey, that, hey, yeah. hey, hey, it can go, it can okay. go anyway. Yeah, it can go anyway. Yeah. Who? Robot. <laughs> Jada. Hey, <laughs> hey y'all. My name is Jada. I am a homeschool senior here in the Elk Grove area. That out. Um, I'm glad to be back. Perfect. Uh-oh. And I ha- I'm ending with <laughs> Melissa today because Melissa spent her weekend performing at the Pan African okay. Film Festival. Come on, let's get, come on. Come on, girlfriend, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Melissa. I am a junior in Southern California and really excited about today's episode. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And our episode. Wait a minute. Are you? And you do that one more time, I'm going to hit you in front of everybody. Stop it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we do have a special guest in the building, Miss Madison Keevy from CBS 13. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Welcome to the party. Go ahead and pull that microphone just a closer. little closer yeah, to you. Hello. Yes, talk to me, sis. Yes, I need yes, to, yes. I got to get used to the podcast realm versus the yeah. TV realm, you know? Yeah. So I love this. Oh, this is well, great. This time well, you're on welcome. the camera. Um, yes. Yeah, this time <laughs> I'm in your hot seat. Mm-hmm. So I like that. <laughs> so go ahead and introduce yourself. I know I gave a tiny introduction. 
uh, introduction introduction <laughs> but go ahead and introduce yourself for the people who may be joining us uh right now go ahead and Hi, everyone. My name is Madison. I am a local reporter at CBS here in Sacramento, at CBS Sacramento, and I cover all things news of the day and everything in between, basically, on, on television. Well, now tell me this, because you came here to do a story on, or you called me about a story on um, Tyree Nichols. Yes. And then I told you about what we do here and you wanted to do a follow-up story on the podcast. So why did you decide maybe that's something that would interest you? Well, I think just because the way you described it was youth voices. And I think that we as a station really have been trying to bring in more youth voices, youth mental health. We're moving away from the pandemic time where everyone's at home and there was so much lost in that time for young adults and young people not being able to be at school and be in those extracurriculars. And so when you talked about that, it seemed like an interesting kind of um, different type of therapy mm. that I wanted to to hear about. And it also seemed like an opportunity for youth to tell their own story. And I think that that's also something that I, I try to do instead of just talking about the people that are impacted by the stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's actually go talk to, you know, the youth themselves instead of just talking about them. And I just have to tell you the story that you released last week. Oh my goodness. <sighs> so first of all, we were in Louisiana and I hear this chicken right here. I hear her <laughs> screaming in the other room and I'm like, what the heck is wrong with She's you? She's like, shut up. I got to be somewhere early. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. We're on the news. So she's the one who actually told us that uh, there was a story. And so I had her share it in the group chat and you got a text. I, so I got a text from somebody I haven't seen since I was in sixth grade. No, eighth grade. And he he sent me the picture of us on the news. And this was before the extended version come, came out that we got the link. Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, I see you on the news, man. <laughs> it was crazy. I love I that. Like, and so we are just um, thank you for telling their Absolutely. allowing them to tell their story in such a positive light, um, because I think that a lot of times people think that young people don't know what they're talking about mm -hmm. or don't have feelings or opinions about things. Um, and we've done a, a, a job here trying to make sure we cultivated a space that was safe enough for them to come and to be authentically themselves and to be cheered on. Uh, but another part of that is when you do such a positive story and you have negative Nancy's in the comments section. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I know you probably haven't seen the comments, but I want to kind of show you. Um, yeah, we're going to go probably one by one. Seven. Where, where is that first comment? Number one issue, finding their fathers. Uh -huh. I'm, um, I'm giggling. Hmm. Jada, where your daddy at? He's at home, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Pops at the crib. Yeah. Uh, Sammy, where, where's your dad? Downstairs. <laughs> Downstairs. Uh, Anaya, uh, where's your father? Um, at my house right now. Oh, okay. Uh, Melissa, you know where your dad's at? He he's at the house. Oh, yeah. Jalen, how about you? I was at the crib. Mm -hmm. He been oh. at the crib. So y'all know where your fathers are? Of course. Okay. Next comment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and if he wants to, if he wants to, he can actually go and refer to our podcast that we had. Um, that dealt with King Richard, the movie where the dads actually joined us all of for an episode. Um, <laughs> and they are present and accounted for. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, um, oh. And this one says, hit all issues. Don't be like mainstream media. Melissa, mm. hit That's, all issues? Yeah, I mean, I, not 
all issues. We hit all of the issues that we feel like aren't talked about. I feel like that's an interesting comment. It's a it's a valid opinion. We don't want to be like mainstream media because mainstream media doesn't cover right. all of the issues, which is kind of the comments kind of contradictory because mainstream media doesn't cover all of the issues and we're covering the issues that mainstream media doesn't cover. Right. Mm. Samuel, hit all the issues. I, I, I don't know what you want. I mean, when we hit the issues, you're like, hit all the issues. What issues do you want? I mean, first off, it's unrealistic to have somebody hit all the issues. People need to focus on issues that are important to them. You can't just be wide scope everywhere because then your attention is nowhere. If you're if you're mm-hmm. focused on everything, then you're focused on nothing. That was a domer. Oh, that was good. Hey, no, that was a domer. I like that. That's a domer. That's a domer. That's a domer. I like that. One. That was tough. Uh, next comment, please, sir. You only got one. Oh. Good for them, but I hope they don't pick and choose issues they want to talk about, like mainstream media. A lot of mainstream media, media yeah. here, which I love that these are comments on the CBS story, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just interesting to me when they talk about don't be like the mainstream media. The reason why we're talking about what we're talking about is because mainstream media doesn't talk about them. And my thing is, we're talking about our issues. It's not our job to talk about everybody's issues and represent everybody. We're representing the black community. You want to talk about your issues? Talk about your issues. Develop your own podcast. Right. Okay. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like, I hope they don't pick and choose the issues they want to talk about. Well, what the hell else we supposed to do? (laughs) (laughs) Ain't we supposed to pick what we want to talk about, Anaya? Right. Like, that's okay. Anaya. And look at your episodes, too. I mean, I mean, there's 70 something episodes. Pick one. Right? <laughs> you pick one. Jeez. What do you want us to talk about? And and you know what? We do take suggestions of things that people want us to talk about. But if it ain't something that's important to us, we're not going to talk about it. And that's just that's... what it is. Period. Come on, Melissa. You coming off mute? What happened? Yeah, because then if we talk about things that we aren't passionate about or don't have a connection to, then it's not genuine anymore. And right. the conversations we have are genuine conversations because we all feel some sort of way about it. We could talk about something random, but I don't know if you're going to get an hour out of us. So <laughs> I mean, like, you it has to be a genuine topic that has a genuine connection between all of us because we bounce off each other's energy. Right. We can't do that if it's something that we don't want to talk about. Say that. Next comment, please, sir. Oh, it's the podcast? Now, there was another one. Um, let me see, because I thought there was one more, um, and I wanted to make sure... Um, we actually went through it. So let me, let me see what you put in here. Uh, there was one more, but I think it was repetitive oh, to find. Oh, no, no. They said, how are their grades at school? Ooh. Okay. So I'm trying to understand. Do, are you saying if they don't have good grades, they don't have the right to share their opinion? How does or that, are you calling us unintelligent? I'm, I'm lost. Like, are you saying that our opinions about a situation are valid because our grades aren't or supposedly aren't at a place like would that be determining our intellectual like it seems like a diss low-key like uh, I felt like they're trying to call me unintelligent Anaya what do you think about that first of all tell me how are, how are your grades in school um currently I have straight A's I expect nothing less for myself no but uh, yeah, like like Dana said I don't um know why grades would matter in the situation it reminds me when we went to LA and we were at the Tupac exhibit and he said something on the lines of 
mathematics and arithmetic, but you can't talk about basically like real world things like that doesn't me having good grades in school has nothing to do with being street smart. That has nothing to do with that. Right. Samuel, how, how are your grades, sir? Straight A's, 4.0, all AP classes. Mm. I, I, I don't know what you want me to do. And then what, what does this have to do with anything? I mean, emotional intelligence doesn't have anything to do with grades. But if you want to bring them up, I can bring them up. I mean, Period. flex on them. <laughs> Come on, Melissa, King. how are your grades in school? My grades are fantastic. I am actually currently um, duly enrolled in high school and college. I'm halfway to my associate's degree in business. So my my grades are excellent. Thanks for asking. Um, I don't know what grades has to do with 70 plus episodes talking about the things these people don't want to talk about or don't have the intelligence to talk about. Um, no idea. Miss Jada, how 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 are your grades, ma'am? Um, my grades are beautiful, and just like Melissa, I'm actually dually enrolled, so I'm also taking college courses. So I'm acing both. Um, uh, thanks yeah, for asking. Talk to him, twin. <laughs> Casual. Uh, Jalen. I mean, I'm a couple credits away from getting my degree. I got a period. 3.7. You know, period. Just something kind of slight. I mean, just, a little just accounting. Just in case people want to know. Wait, but just a little accounting degree. Nothing <laughs> major. I mean, just something <laughs> something easy. Like, just come on now. Like, what are we talking? They don't know what they're talking about. They, they just in the comments. They just want to say anything that is stereotypical that they think that would hurt. I mean, we done seen it a thousand times. Yeah. I mean, if it was creative, maybe it might have got under my skin. But I done seen this a thousand times. But then I got ammo for the rebuttal. So <laughs> who cares? Mm. And and to me, these comments are just kind of like they're kind of it make it's it's interesting because these are the exact comments that make me feel like these this is why we're talking about what we're talking about because we have a lot of ignorant people out there in the world trying to voice their opinions about something and we're doing it on an educational level and it's just like you're kind of proving our point on why we talk about what we talk about because we have people like you out here in high positions that are making our lives well, as black people we harder. don't know if he they in high position they ain't in no, high no. position they High position people don't be coming uh, on YouTube. Look, no, not these specific wait, wait, wait. people. Look at Mama flexing in the comments, though. Come on, Miss Tawana. Four point three. Okay, Come on, Come on <laughs> Poet Laureate. Flex on a student school board member. You better put some respect on Melissa's name. That's what I heard, Mama. Put some respect uh, on she it. She ain't gonna talk about my daughter. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And and then this is the thing, um, because I think you were saying you were surprised that there would be any negative comments. Talk to me about that. Well, I think surprised because when, you know, when we do a story and you were all so vulnerable with me and agreed to do that, you know, you didn't owe me that story. You didn't owe me anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and to put that out there and knowing the joy that I had telling that story and the joy reactions that I got from people directly to me that I guess I was surprised of what could you find that was negative in that story, which is my naivete of just people can find something wrong with anything. Um, And it does, you know, in being in this position of telling people stories, especially vulnerable stories Mm -hmm. um, about whatever it is, you know, it it does, the the comment section is always, is always a tough place to be. And uh, I, I guess, you can find it with anything. And that's, that's, uh, I'm just constantly surprised by that, because I always hope that that joy will come through to the other side and people will just don't type. 
yeah. you know yeah. you can think it all you want but typing it yeah. is just such a different act right. of, yeah. it's like they're committed to this <laughs> they're, they're they're committed to their negativity they're like they're gonna see this yeah it's like, oh okay and, yeah. and you know and we did see it and and i think that as the moderator of this podcast who is very very serious about these young people um people can say what they want to say about me but you come for these kids then we really have a problem um yeah. we said from the gate they would come in and they would be able to say exactly what they wanted when they wanted how they felt it and us grown-ups we would be the barrier to kind of protect them from this vitriol that is out there now i don't know if these were these were adults who took time to comment on this i don't really care the point is um, these are young people with feelings. These are young people who have, you know, dreams and aspirations. And what we're not going to tolerate is that anybody coming in here trying to trample on their right to freely exist as autonomous human beings. We're not playing that. And I think that the issue is you always have someone in the comments speaking negatively when it's something positive about black children. Yep. That's what we see constantly all the time. Um, and we're not going to play that here. And I welcome them, whoever they are under their pseudo names or pseudo names, however you say that word, I welcome them to come in here and sit in the hot seat. Well, and I think that's the thing. You see these comments and it's not their real names. Mm -hmm. Click on that. Right. And and that to me is, you know, the the braveness of putting out to, you know, our this is market 20. That story aired in market 20 in the United States. And I think at any Explain given that to us, yeah, so basically, basically <laughs> uh, every based on your size of city, there is a list um, mm -hmm. of, you know, number one being New York, L.A. and onwards. Sacramento, Modesto, Stockton is our uh, market for television news. Mm -hmm. And so that is measured that it is by population in those cities that we cover the 20th largest television market in the country. So. You know, to come on, you all used your real names. You let me put your faces on television, be very vulnerable. Let me share the episodes where you're talking about heavy subjects. And then to have an anonymous commenter, you know, that's the part where I get protective as a reporter because that was a story that I know was, you know, maybe not specifically difficult, but hard to share and be vulnerable in that way, knowing the audience that would see it. So that's the frustrating part of the come on. Yeah. Like, what did you what did you win from that? Yeah. Nothing. They got their little uh, how many minutes we've been talking. They got their little 18 minutes and we going <laughs> on about our business. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that people know um, that we don't fit your stereotypes. All of these children know where their dads are. Right. All of them have excellent grades. All of them are in school and are here Mondays to talk to you about things that are impacting them and in their community. Um, and we're very, very proud of them. They should be proud of themselves. Uh, and it isn't just me. Just because you see me as the only adult in the room, understand there's a lot of adults behind the scenes. And Miss Tawana is one of them. Don't get it twisted. Right. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of us that are ready to go to war for our children and to protect our children from people who would come in and try to dim their light. Mm -mm, we want our babies to shine. So I need sunglasses right now. Their light is not dimmed. <laughs> Can report. First-hand reporting, there is no dimmed lights here from those comments. And Samuel, you had your, were you coming off mute? What, what were you trying to say? So, if you got haters, that means you're famous. We're up right now. We're winning. Come on now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They know our names. That, that's hey, let's go. If you ain't got haters, you ain't doing nothing right. <laughs> well, some of them just need to go sit down and shut up.
They little boys. They little boys. Seriously. But enough about that. So I want to know about you. And I'm sorry, I just stepped on your foot. (laughs) Sorry. Let's let's switch gears because you know we're done with that. That they got they got enough time from us, and and we're gonna keep it going. Um. So tell us about you. What brought you to Sacramento besides the news? Where were you before? Like, tell me all about it. I want to hear it. So I was born in California in the Central Valley. If anyone's familiar with Visalia. Fresno. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so I, um, I went to school in Southern California for college and went for broadcast journalism. And what college did you go to? I went to USC. Oh. Fight, on. Fight, on. Fight on. Fight on. Come on. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a very big USC fan. Um, and after college, I, I knew I wanted to report and like you guys saw, I come with my own camera. I can oh, shoot yeah. right yeah, at you, it for myself. Yeah, she, she, did came, all she came with she all came angles. Ready. She said, yeah, she was like, I'm just going to get behind you right here. Yeah. I was oh, like, let oh, me do okay. some be real. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was, she said, I got three cameras. I'm setting said, them all talking, up. Right. She said, y'all just keep talking. Y'all good. Y'all good. <laughs> it's like, I wish I had like eight arms um, for those days. But that's what we were taught so to do. So did you do the editing on that story yourself? I did, yeah. Stop playing was, with her. Yeah, that was all. <laughs> Yeah. So it's great. Um, so I learned how to do that in college. And then after college, it was like, all right, you, you're going to go somewhere that's not LA and maybe a little smaller. So you can practice this and, you know, make your mistakes, so to speak Mm -hmm. on, on TV where maybe fewer people will see you. Right. Um, but there's still people that see you. So those Mm -hmm. mistakes still very much count. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I went to Knoxville, Tennessee, um, and I lived in Tennessee for almost five years. Um, and I reported there and became an anchor there. And, um, Tennessee is very different from, you know, parts of California. And so that was a shell shock coming out of Los Angeles to Knoxville, Tennessee, to do this job, you know, yeah. no friends, no family. And um, we just did it. We just, you know, it was just an, a little adventure and it was a lot of fun to put myself out there in that way and, and sort of free fall in Tennessee in, in a place I never thought I would wow. call home. And yet I was there for almost five years. Mm-hmm. So is it like, you know, uh, the what I think of, is it kind of like these uh, athletes, right? When they get a new home or a new team, they just transfer out. So is it, is it the same kind of yeah. like in the, I would okay. say that. Cause then is it, I, Tennessee was my home. Those I was telling stories for Tennesseans and um, really tried to become part. And I think I did a, a, a good job at that of becoming part of that community and um, really learning what, what was important to them. And mm-hmm. then when the pandemic happens, um, I, I realized how far when we weren't able to fly, okay. it was like, wow, I really, you know, I can't get, get to my people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I had proven to myself that I could go somewhere else. And um, so then I moved back to to California and um, it was just kind of a meant to be job. It was just the perfect opportunity to be at CBS. And it was kind of a, you know, I, I have a lot of pinch me moments of like, wow, I can't believe I get to do this job in an area that I love mm-hmm. and that I, it, it's very, it feels very familiar, even though I'm not from Sacramento, uh-huh. it mm-hmm. just feels like a bigger, you know, the stories are very similar to where I grew up. So gotcha. it's, it's comfortable in that way. And I'm going to throw it to uh, our young co-host out here. Uh, Samuel has his finger up. <laughs> What's up, Sam? <laughs> okay. So first question. Um, what was your first experience as a uh, reporter? Like your first experience when you first got on the job? Mm. Ooh, 
my first experience. Wow. I have not thought my first story was I actually do remember. I didn't know I was on television that day. I thought we were doing a practice run. <laughs> like you guys, Surprised. I'm, what, what, how old are you when you graduate? 20, I was 22, out of college? 20, yeah, out of yeah. Co 22 years old. Um, literally my first day. And the story was, um, the Tennessee volunteers, the Vols. The Lady Vols. Yeah. Yeah. Pat oh my gosh. Amazing. Okay. Learn yeah. about, we love Pat Summit. I love Pat Summit. Um, <laughs> and they were selling fake football tickets, I guess. And so oh. my story was talking to someone who'd gotten ripped off on fake football tickets mm. and, um, you know, heartbreaking news because he spent a lot of money and I didn't know I was live. And we, you know, <laughs> I went on and I said the thing, you know, whatever we, you know, we bought the tickets and, and back to you. And I got off and I was like, all right, I'm ready. When do we do the real hit? And everyone was like, that was just on television. And I was like, <laughs> surprise. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it again tomorrow. Wow. And so that was my first experience of not realizing I was on TV, but I was on TV. Did you, wow. Do you think it made it easier? Yes. Yeah. Okay. For sure. No I nerves. I was like, oh, this is, I'm going to get this practice run done. And then mm -hmm. when I'm live, <laughs> I'm really going to deliver. <laughs> nope. Nope. You don't get that. That's live TV. You just oh. go. So, yeah. Oh. Yes. And uh, oh. just so everybody knows, these podcasts are absolutely live. So right. if you it's mess up, like, it's right? going to be on there. It's just like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Melissa, do you have a question for our esteemed guest? Yeah, I do have a question. So on this podcast, we talk a lot about people in positions of in power, positions of power and their goals when they are in positions that other people might not be in. So what is your goal with your job? What do you want to hopefully accomplish? What is your goal overall? Hmm. I think my goal overall, and this is, this is what I've always said is I would want the people that I love to be able to turn on the television and see me reporting wherever they live. Hmm. So whatever that looks like. Um, if, and right now I'm, I'm, I have met that goal because we stream <laughs> oh, yeah. so mom and dad can watch. Um, but I think for me, that's, I, I want to be able to have the biggest impact on the most, you know, number of people, maybe that's national, maybe that's just in a bigger local market. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that I really love what I do and I, I really, I do it because I want to impact people in a way, um, and, and make a difference. And I feel like I can, I want to keep doing that on a bigger and bigger scale. So it's kind of vague, but I also don't want to pinpoint myself because then if you don't hit that goal, is it a fail or are you just reevaluating? So right. I try yeah. to just be, I, my happiness has to be something that I know is achievable and at every step. And for me right now that that is possible with streaming and maybe someday that'll be just turning on the TV, you know, channel, whatever. And I'm there. That was Loki a bar though too. You heard it. Yes. Well, you heard it too. I heard it. If we fail, is wait. If we don't reach it, is that a fail or is it just a wait? What? Reevaluation. Re That's yeah. kind of hard. Yeah. That actually is that, that a t-shirt, Jalen. That might be a t-shirt. <laughs> Honestly, that makes me <laughs> might think. Be though. a t-shirt. <laughs> that makes me think though because I'm really hard on myself when it comes to certain things. When I set goals and I don't reach them. And I, you know, my first thing think is I didn't reach it. So I must be like a failure or something. But I never really thought about it as well, maybe I'm just reevaluating. That's know? tough. Yeah. <sighs> it, it takes yeah. the pressure off. I it mean, does. it does. And it, it, really and it, does. And it makes it because I'm the same way. I'm very I'm type A, a lot of pressure, perfectionist. And so I had to figure out through trial and fail of tri trial and error 
of, okay, how can I reshape this where I don't feel like I'm, you know, constantly, if, if I do fail or if it doesn't, it's not a fail. It's just, yeah. there's something better. Mm. Yeah. Miss Anaya. Okay. So it's kind of has a couple parts, but the question ties into it. Um, who or what inspired you to start and why did you start? Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I think like all of you, I think um, I'm just very curious and I can tell I just in watching your episodes and meeting you all, um, I was always the the kid in elementary school where the teachers would say, does anyone else have a question other than Madison? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think about that now and I think about those teachers and I'm like, that was really probably not the best way, you know, because I felt embarrassed then to ask questions. Right. Yeah. Um, but once I got over that, um, <laughs> I think I was just, yeah. So I, I just was very curious and, and some people would say that's you're a busy body. You're, I just wanted to know right. what's going on over there. How did that oh, person? So you was nosy. I was no, nosy. she was inquisitive. Yeah. yeah. Inquisitive. Change no, no, nosy to inquisitive. Okay. But that's still a positive. Nosy is good. Yes, nosy is good. Okay. Your nose it may be business. good, but the way that they say like, oh, you're nosy. That's not nope. like a good thing. They'd be Who like, cares? oh, my bad. Who I cares? wear it like a badge of honor. I, I am, am nosy because <laughs> that's what this job is. It's no like, tell me a little bit more about that. You know, of you're sitting next to someone on a plane and they're upset and you're like, what's going on? Like what's, or, yeah. or they're yeah. super, you know, like those kinds of things. So, and I think just as far as like being inspired, um, and when my, my parents will listen to this, if they're not already watching live, um, hey, mom, but, Hola. <laughs> but, um, I think I, I give a lot of credit to them. Neither of them are in journalism. Um, my dad's, uh, grandfather was a longtime newspaper guy in LA mm. during the height of like, you know, old Hollywood, um, so he claims I, you know, genetics gave it to me from his side of the family, <laughs> but I think just, they both just always encouraged me. They never, they always answered my questions. And mm. I think that that is, you can't underestimate having those people, whether it's your parents or your friends or whoever that answer your questions. And I think that I, I realized it felt really good to get my questions answered. And, um, it's now I get to do it for a living. Mm. Mm. Samuel, did you say you had another question? Is that what I saw? Come on. What were some unrealistic or uh, or kind of unreachable goals or aspirations that you had early in, early in your career that has that haven't worked out? Ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> See, that's a good question. Um, I wanted to not live in. I, I wanted to stay in LA. I wanted to stay in a big city. I wanted to be in New York. I wanted to be in LA, Chicago. Um, like right out of the gate. I was like, I, you know, I know that this is what people tell me I have to do, go to the smaller town to do this. But I, you know, in my mind being that type A of like, I'm going to just prove them wrong. I, that was, I had my eyes set on that. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be the one that gets to the top quicker than anyone gets to the mm. top. Mm. And that didn't happen. And I'm so glad it didn't happen because you're not ready. It's the top for a reason. And I was right. so not ready to be living and working in that size mm. of a of a market. And, and and what made you realize that, though, that you weren't ready? When I failed in Knoxville, oh. when I had days, and again, maybe not failed, but when I had days where I didn't have a good story or I couldn't get the person on the phone or something made air that maybe was a little bit wrong. Like, Hey, I actually, that, that isn't 
the context of my quote and mm-hmm. not, you know, you edit it for time or whatever. Um, and that's when I realized, wait a minute, <laughs> if I can't make it here, I'm not ready to make it there. Uh, and this is okay. Like, what am I in a hurt? Like I was chasing this, like, get me to the top, get me to the top. And then I realized like, wait a minute, it's fun to be, to be kind of not great at something again. It's fun to be the person that has to learn and how fun it is to just be 22, 23 and get to go home at the end of the night and be living in my own apartment. And like, I was, I was missing out on all that other stuff. Like Mm -hmm. in that goal, I was like, I'm going to get to LA, not realizing like how fun it is to have friends and do things outside of it, you know? Um, So yeah. So that was when I realized slow the roll. You're going to get where you need to be when you need to be there. Gotcha. Jalen. So uh, what was your, your, you made it moment? Mm. Oh, Oh, (laughs) is this seat hot or is it just, no, 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 no. Um, I think my, you made it moment was, um, I, I got to work on a story, um, also in Knoxville, um, that I got to do with 2020, which is the ABC national, um, thing. And I had heard from kind of like your situation, Mm -hmm. I'd heard from a lot of people in my town, my small town that I hadn't heard from in a while um, when that aired and just saying, Hey, I saw you and I saw you. And I realized at that point that I was doing exactly what I wanted to do. Um, You know, going back to that goal of like people that I cared about being able to uh, see my work. And then I think getting to Sacramento was a whoa moment as well. I Mm, think (laughs) I know. I know. Look at her face. No, nah, don't do okay. that. No, no, no. You know what I learned? No. Sacramento, the greatest city on earth. Okay. Light let's the beam. Relax. Come on. Light wow. the beam, baby. Okay, yeah. Cool. I mean, light, light the beam, beam but like. I like the beam. The beam is cool. Yeah. <laughs> we great. like the beam. Great what city what are we going to do with that? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just think getting pro- professionally, I felt like I made it when I got here because I was working with a team that respected and valued what I was bringing to the table. Mm. And I was getting to be involved and I get to be involved in conversations of, you know, big, uh, stories that we do and things like that. And, and that was a cool feeling of, Oh, I, it was trust. I think that's when I knew I made it when there was trust between me and the people I was working with in a mm-hmm. way that I felt like I wasn't, I, it was a collaboration mm-hmm. instead of just me taking marching orders all the mm-hmm. time. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's dope. Um, I, I just want to remind the audience, you are listening to black versus the board of education. This episode is what's the four one one with Madison Kiwi. Jada, do you have a question? I do. And Sammy, um, I'll come right to you afterwards. So it's a two-part question if you can answer the first one. Okay. So um, I would say my first one is, was there ever a moment or were there moments, but what was your biggest moment that you felt like that you wanted to give up? Was there ever a moment that you felt like you wanted to give up? And if so, <laughs> what made you keep going? Because you're still here and you're doing great, by the way. So. I couldn't. We don't have enough time in this podcast for me oh. to tell you how many times I wanted to give up. Give me one, just one. Um, I think I think um, it was it was 2020. It was twenty twenty. Hold mm-hmm. on, let me get my dates right here. <laughs> it was twenty twenty. It was December. Mm-hmm. I was home for my first Christmas in six five six years, mm. um, and I didn't want to go back to Tennessee. And mm-hmm. I had a job. I mean, I, I was in that job for another couple months, and I didn't want to go back. And I. I was like, I'm, I cannot do this anymore. I can't be away from my family. I don't know what my next steps are. I, I, I don't know. It was, there was just a lot of unanswered questions and I was just ready to just be done. 
And it was my, it was my mom and dad that were like, Hey, whatever comes, just get back. You got two more months left in that, in that contract of, of being Mm -hmm. there, whatever comes next. If you come home without a job, if you come home, we'll, we will come and we will get you when, when the time is done. And that got me through. Mm -hmm. And that was a moment of like, I'm not getting on the plane. I was like, I'm not getting on the plane. I'm going to call my parents are like, no, this is not happening. Like, and it was that it just felt heavy to go back and do that. And I'm obviously so glad that I did because Mm -hmm. it was a moment of, okay, it it was just the clearest sign of it's time to come home and and do my job at home. W parents. W parents. Yeah. They're really getting a lot of, they're (laughs) going to be freaking out. Come on parents. Yeah. But yeah, that that was a, that was a good moment. Uh, Samuel. And then I will come to Anaya. Okay. What was a story besides our story that you were most invested and interested in? (laughs) As a reporter, right, Sam. Put in the plug. Okay. Okay. Besides, no, I no, I really, and I will say, not just because I'm on your podcast, that was a story that I had so much joy putting together. It really was a story that that I will carry with me and will always come back to. Um, Aside from that, I would say um, I'll give you a recent example because I was just thinking about her this week. I met a woman a year ago. Um, whose family was trapped in Ukraine when the war started, um, and I she lives in um, she lives in Elk Grove, and um, I I don't know I just talking she was young she's younger than me, um, and she shared with me and it was part of the story so I feel comfortable sharing it now, um, in some of our interviews and conversations that she was pregnant and how excited she was and she was scared her family would not be able to make it back out of Ukraine. You know, she hadn't talked to them in days. I mean, that was like right at the beginning when it was like, you know, the roads are closed. And um, and from the stress of worrying if her family was going to make it out, she had a miscarriage. Aww. And she shared that with me. And um, then we, she was comfortable sharing it in the story as well. Um, and that story just really it just I, – I think about her a lot. And I think her family did make it home. I met her grandparents, her mom, her dad, her brother – um, and they speak very little English, but we were able to communicate in such a beautiful way, um, uh, through her, but also just hugging and, you know, squeezing hands and things. It was, I just carry that with me. Cause that just, she, she was so vulnerable and so honest about what Ukraine was like and what her family was going through. And I think it really reminded people here locally that we're not that far away from the things that are going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that story, I, I think about her a lot. So I carry her with me and um, and I'm thinking about her because that's a year ago. Miss yeah. hmm. Anaya? Uh, both of my questions, Sam, Sam and Jada, you asked them. Great questions. <laughs> um, but I thought of another one. Um, if you were comfortable sharing, what is the best and worst thing about the job you have? Oh, mm. yeah. I will say, yeah, mm. I will say I like I like that question because I think the more honest we are in any of our fields of the good and the bad, mm-hmm. I think it actually opens more doors for people to say, is that something I can do? For sure. Um, so I'll start with, I think the, the bad, the hard, the challenging part is um, just how people perceive reporters mm-hmm. um, in 2023. And um I think that that is is a challenge because when I'm out doing my job live somewhere, people will come through, they'll yell, they'll scream, um, 
sometimes people come up to the camera and come up to us and are interacting with us in a way that you would never interact with someone else as they're doing their job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the hard part and the thing I don't like is just because we're on television and you see us doesn't mean that there's an open invitation to be in my space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get that. And so that's, that's hard. And I, I think, um, that is a challenge and I don't, I, I hope that it gets better. I hope that journalists and reporters and, and folks in, in news that are, that are like me that just do this because we really do care, um, are perceived as that a little more across the board from wherever you are in whatever city or state. Um, I think the best part about it is just the people, which is such a cheesy thing to say, <laughs> but like I'm sitting here on your podcast and we were all strangers a month ago. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the the best part is um, just you go home at night and you just feel like, wow, there are a lot of really amazing people out there that are doing things and talking about things that I could never do. But I got to play pretend and talk to them and <laughs> and and how how joyous is that? So I think that's that's the good of it. I like that. I like that answer. Uh-huh. So and then uh, I'm I'm gonna put it on Jada, but then we're gonna go back to Sam because he keeps uh, sending okay. me stuff my in bad, the Sam. private chat. Uh-huh. Um, oh, my question is: Have you ever had conflict with any um industry that you were working for? Did you ever have any kind of in office conflict that made it hard to do your job? Yeah, mm. yeah, with women. Oh, yeah. How about that? Yeah. I'm a big, I talk about this very (laughs) openly. Women support women. Mm -hmm. I am, there is enough room at the table for everyone. You can't do what I do. I can't do what you do. Um, And it was not, it was not here. Um, So I'm not talking about anyone I work with now. Um, But yeah, it was, it was, um, it was women and it was um, a a woman. And um, that was hard of when you older or younger, older, which was what really, Uh you know, the intimate the were you the new new pretty correct girl mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and there's that Haters. you yeah. know and come i'll be your mentor let me tell you how things oh, go yeah, and you didn't want our mentor and and you realize wait a minute what are you mentoring me you're you're pitting me against other women that have opportunities that i'm not getting sure but that doesn't mean it's their fault mm-hmm. right right like those those women are good to me that woman is good to me why um and that was a big aha moment where i had to swallow my pride pick up the phone, call the person that I had been, let's say, say it pitted against and say, Hey, that was on me. I did that. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to be a robot and say, Oh, she brainwashed me. She didn't, but I'm, I'm seen clearly and I'm so sorry. And can we work on having not just a colleagueship, but a friendship again? And by the grace of all that is good, we are good. And she is one of my closest confidants in this industry, but also as a friend. So it was women. And so that's why I'm always the first to be like, uh-uh, come in, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we talking about? You know, let's all be in here. Let's, we're all on the same team. There's plenty of room to go around. Wow. And uh, before I go to Samuel, I do see the question in the chat. Any educational articles reported? Educational articles. I'm just thinking educational stories, but the qu- the comment says article. So have you reported on any educational oh, stories? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Lots lots of them. Lots of them, Mama Margie. Yes. Lots of, lots of them. <laughs> them um, t- from the from teacher strikes to mm-hmm. budget stuff. Um, why are we spending money on that? You ever to, did one on disproportionate discipline? Um, 
You want to do one? Yeah, we could. Okay, we should. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, El Grove Unified is, uh, has been uh, labeled as significantly disproportionate in the rates in which they um, label black boys as emotionally disturbed. And I would really love to get a story on that going. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's number interesting. One, number one in the state. For disproportionate discipline of black number children. Number one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> Samuel? <laughs> Was there ever a story that, that you covered that really contrasted or challenged your personal beliefs? That's one of the ones right there. Yeah, yes. Um, I think that um, living and working in a state where... Um, at the, t- well, where just being who you are is, um, questioned and there's a lot of laws on it and there's a lot of discourse on it. Um, living in Tennessee, I think that was, um, that was hard of just hearing those types of things and that kind of rhetoric. And I think back to, that was the first example I thought of when you asked me, have you read the karma comments? Um, because I did a, a story in Tennessee with a, a wonderful, uh, trans woman and um, the com- she has a, a beautiful safe space um, hair salon and all are welcome. Um, and that story's comments, I actually asked the web team at the time to disable, disable them mm-hmm. yeah. because I just didn't feel like it was helping anything um, because it wasn't. And, um, you know, she was so lovely and she said, I don't even read the comments. I don't care what people are saying about me. And that just that that was one of those where it was like, I, I don't I don't. I, I, I agree with the story, but you know, when you do the stories, then on the other side of that, of the laws and talking to the politicians that didn't support her right to be who she was, like mm-hmm. those were the stories that needed to be reported on. Here's where the legislation is. Here's what people are saying. Um, and those are hard ones to do because, you know, those politicians, you know, what they're saying mattered at that time because it was part of the legislation, but it was hard for me because, you know, I, I do think that, you know, all, all all people are all people. So let's, we got to be talking about something else at this yeah, point. Right. Um, so that was hard. Those stories were hard. Yeah. Anaya, do you have a question? I do. Okay. So we talked about you wanting to give up or quit. Um, but what is the thing that kept you going? Hmm. The feeling I get and got um, after a story that I felt like was seen. And by what I mean by that is that I, I, I knew what we had put out was either good investigation, um, made a difference, had, you know, um, someone's loved one, maybe who was lost in a, in a conflict, gun violence remembered, Mm -hmm. um, like the aftermath of a story of how I felt sitting in that when I went home for the day where I felt like I actually accomplished something. Um, that is what kept me going because I just thought of, in those moments where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. This, that, the other, those were the stories that I was like, but what if I just did one more like that? Ooh, what if I, what if, man, this could be a really good story. What if I just do that tomorrow? And then, um, and then you sort of get out of that. I'll call it a funk. Um, those are the ones that, that really, where I'm like, wow, I didn't just, I didn't just go to work today. I I actually did some work today, which I think is a good feeling. Finally got my question. Okay, so <laughs> yes, you heard him right. Skip. Yeah, Skip. yeah. He's so, back. So, um, I I have this view of the news. I don't really like to watch it because it 
a lot of the times, a lot of the news is very, very traumatic, like use jump violence, all that type of stuff. And you report on it. So how do you keep your mental health in check? Dang, you stole mine. My fault, G. <laughs> My fault, G. My fault, right. G. Hey, y'all was too late to the party. No, you was late. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he was like, I'm going to do this. Um, how do I? Um, well, it's a learning process. Every single story that gets to me. Um, I think I have to clock out. So like this is, um, this weekend I, I didn't log on to like work email. Um, you know, I keep my, I keep what's going on. I, I like to know, you know, a little bit, but I try not to watch and you know, because when I'm watching the news, I'm like, Oh, this could be a story. This could be a thing. Mm. Um, I also try to just get out of my own way. So I'll, um, I love cooking. And so I had, that's kind of my go-to like a good workout and cooking something that my mind can't even be on the thing that's in front of me. Um, and I also think I have recently, um, started seeing a therapist again, um, for therapy, which I'm a huge proponent of, um, Mm -hmm. and just talking to someone about what that trauma feels like. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's been a huge weight off my shoulders where having someone say it's okay to feel like, you know, cause we're told we're not the story and I'm not the story, but I still have to witness the story. Yeah. Yeah. I still have to talk to the story and I still go home and I'm a human being. And I'm like, you're sitting in it. I'm sitting in yeah. it. And, and if I'm alone and I'm not doing something productive, I will just sit in that. And um, so it's, it's a balancing game where I have to, and I have good people around me that know me well enough at this point in my career to be like, Hey, you've gone silent. Are you okay? Um, and, and that's a great, a great help, but, um, you know, it's, it's definitely some days and weeks are better than others where I'm like, Ooh, I'm in balance this week. And then other weeks I'm like, I really let myself go as far Mm. as mental health goes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that what's so interesting about that, I don't think people ever think about reporters as being human (laughs) beings with feelings or that carry this stuff home. We know that it, you know, as human beings, we do carry this, but it just seems that that's one of the things that really kind of escapes people that you're actually dealing with real people. Like you Mm -hmm. want your personal space, just Mm -hmm. like I want my personal space. Um, And I I just think that that's very interesting. And mine was a little bit different. It said, how do you keep your emotions in check? And the reason I brought that up and I wrote that down is I saw one of your stories that you did maybe a week ago and you were covering um, the court date uh, of the uh, person who was involved in that, um, that uh, drunk driving or the alleged drunk driving situation mm-hmm. and the families got into a fight outside mm-hmm. the courtroom um, on the street. Yep. And so I think you were out there and you Correct. were like, tensions are high. And I'm just like, how are you keeping your emotions in check as you're witnessing the grief, the pain, the anger, um, all of that um, from feet to, feet away? How did you do that? Yeah, that's that was a hard story in general. That was like, you know, when that happened, the family was coming out to the scene and I was out there and it, you know, you're seeing that so raw and um it it was overwhelming. Then to see it manifest, like you said, outside of the courthouse, I think there's a little bit of when you see something like that, I've I've never very few times are you in a situation where you're watching adults go at it in that way. I mean, cut across traffic to to let that other gentleman know what he was saying was not going to go on. And you said that he was taunting. You described it as taunting. Yeah, yeah, taunting of of it was a victim's 
um, one of the victims that was killed in a alleged drunk driving incident was um, yelling over on in front of the jail to the suspect who survived and was in court's um, father and was, you know, kind of yelling kind of like a, like a come over here, you know, come get it kind of a thing. Mm. And they were going back and forth and there were a lot of family members there. And I was actually talking to the suspect's father um, of just, you know, I could tell he was upset. And so I was like, do you, are, do you want to talk about why you're upset? What's going on? And in our mid conversation is when he turned and went into across the street through traffic to this other gentleman and they just started getting really physical and other people jumped on to get them apart. Mm-hmm. And I think that whole takeaway for me was just, I, I was just stunned because you, you don't expect to see grief manifest in that way right in front of you. Yeah. Maybe you hear about it. Maybe you see it, you know, on television or something. Um, but to see it manifest, it was just a wow. And I, and I, I, the only way I could describe it was that tensions were high. And I did go home that night and I did cook a long dinner and I did sit with that of just the loss that those, all of those families are feeling and how it manifested in that way. Um, it just was very human and, and they were very adamant. They did not want media, you know, asking them questions. Um, and they were angry that we were there and, and present in that, um, And, you know, I understand that because it was their grief. But at the same time, there was a 12 plus person fight outside of the jail with 10 or 12 sheriff's officers that came out to try to break it up. I mean, it was traffic was stopped. It was quite it was a spectacle. Yeah. Um, And we weren't there for that. Obviously, we were there for the court case. So, yeah, I think just that that was just the shock of it. Mm -hmm. By the time I got home, it was like I need to find something to keep my mind busy to kind of work through what grief looks like for some people. Wow. Samuel? Okay, so my question was, uh, as an experienced reporter, about, what, 10 years in? Uh, yeah, almost, yeah, almost, um, I'm at, I'm at seven, I think, maybe eight. Okay. okay. Close. As, Close. An, as an experienced reporter, do you feel a responsibility to kind of be a mentor or a, or a role model for younger, less experienced reporters? Oh, yeah. I think we're only as good as the people that we are bringing up with us, so to speak. Like, I think that I have had and been so lucky and am so lucky to have so many great mentors, um, both men and women uh, who have just believed in me um, that I, the only way I know how is to give that back. Um, Mm -hmm. When I see people that I I just want to set a good example. Um, And I think that, um, you know, one of our, newer reporters that I just trained, she says that I'm the rookie trainer, um, which I love that nickname because um, that's how I feel, that I just want everyone to be joyous and to like their job and to feel confident in it. And if I can be a cheerleader for that, I really want to, you know, do that and be that cheerleader for people. It's easy. It's easy to do. So I have a follow-up question to to the emotions part. Do you ever feel a sense of numbness, like to like the stories and stuff like that? And like, okay. No. You don't? I don't. No. I think that's good. Yeah. I There's a, we kind of say it within the industry of the second you go numb, mm-hmm. you're not in the right spot anymore. Like you've, you've got it. You can't do this job if you're, if you go numb. Um, I think, you know, sometimes I, I'll think to myself, oh, I wish I could go numb, but I don't actually mm-hmm. um, because we're just human beings. Like 
the human part of our jobs is, is the part that people relate to and connect to. Um, would it be easier on the backside of processing things? Absolutely. But would I be as good and as valuable and as passionate passionate and could I contribute good to the world going numb? No. Right. I mean, unfortunately, like grief is the other side of the coin of, of love. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for all of the good stories, there are those ones that I carry with me and, you know, that numbness just doesn't, doesn't exist. It wouldn't, it wouldn't help, I think. Mm. Wow. I mean, are you okay? <laughs> Did, yeah. You need yeah. some water? <laughs> no, no, no. I think, I think talking about it too, and just being honest yeah. about it. I think that, um, you know, like I, I don't always say, Hey, how's your, you know, if somebody asked me, how's my day? I'm not always going to say that I'm good right? Mm-hmm. because I don't want to hide that, you know, I can still go to work and still, you know, function through that. But I think that being honest that, you know, especially in this job and just being alive in 2023, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. And I think being honest about that, I don't want to be happy go lucky all the time. Um, I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm also not going to hide that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And to find, you know, therapy or friends or those things that, that can fill up your cup because it's just, it is temporary, that feeling. Um, yeah. And when I asked you, was, were you okay? I'm like, they done threw a whole lot of questions at you. <laughs> oh, I like, yeah, am I emotionally you, okay? No, 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 we never no. gave you a minute to just breathe no. and sit. No, <laughs> you guys are, like, next question. <laughs> no, you're good. You're we good. were trying to get it all in within this hour, and the hour goes really, really fast because we're at the end of our time. Amazing. Can uh, you believe I that? can't. It's insane. It just went wow. by so fast. You guys have great questions. I'm going to call you guys to do <laughs> my question prep on different stories. Okay. Yay. I'm sure they would love that. I'm sure that they would love that. Same um and so before we get out of here, I do have a couple of announcements. Um, our Black History Month celebration and giveaway is happening this Wednesday mm-hmm. at District 56. If you want to come on out and join us, please feel free to do so. We also have a paint and sip that we are doing, a Black History Month paint and sip here in the office uh, where we'll be painting some something. I don't know. Silhouettes was what I was Silhouettes. Told. Yes. Okay. Hello, okay. That's what we're doing for that. And that's on the 25th. Um, And also next week on Tuesday, we actually have our second annual open house and we have expanded our office to include this little section over here. So we're inviting the community to come on in and just kind of see what we're working with. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And so also you were talking about being a mentor and stuff. And you know what that made me think of? That made me think of our student media program. And so I wanted to know if you would be interested in coming back and kind of sharing with our students what you've learned in in the industry and how they can be reporters on their own. Um, Is that something that would interest you? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, y'all heard it here. You heard it here first. Put it on on the record. Absolutely. I live for that. I love that. Love it. So you heard her. Delia. She says she's going to come on back and, and impart some wisdom into our students, and we love to see it. So, you know, we're at the end of the show. Um, I know. But before we end, I want to give you your flowers because that, uh, just hearing that, like, I had people reach me that I didn't think I was going to be reached, and I showed all the, we showed the whole family, everybody. Hey, during my speech, though, yes, right, so, so rude. <laughs> but yeah, like, and just like, I never really thought of it from a a, a, a reporter side. Like, 
you would understand like they're human, but you don't really think about it. You just see, you just see the story. You don't think about the people who are reporting on it and you just giving like you being vulnerable and enough to share like the stuff that you go through during the job. It really opened my eyes to be like, hey, you know what? I have a lot more respect. I always have respect, but I have a lot more respect for the people that are reporting it because they're going through it like they are in the story. So mm-hmm. I just want to give you flowers. And oh, I, thank you. Kim. Yeah, I also wanted to give you your flowers because I know that a lot of like news people get a lot of hatred because sometimes like even me, sometimes I always looked at the news with a bad eye because I always felt like it was they were narrating it from their perspective and it wasn't always real or it wasn't always genuine. So I just wanted to applaud you for always, you know, making it feel genuine and being genuine with the stuff that you do and showing passion and compassion for your stuff. So thank you. I love it. Uh, anybody else anybody else want to say anything before we jump out of here Anaya Sam Um, it was really good talking to you like Jalen said I have a lot of more respect a lot of more understanding so yeah thank you so much for joining us I enjoyed this episode I did and Sam's giving you the thumbs up he has two (laughs) thumbs up Uh, come on Uh Sam what the the, the rock eye (laughs) so with that We will see you all next week right here live on Facebook and YouTube. We are Black versus the Board of Education, and Anaya is going to start us off with the wave. Girl, that's not the wave. Go ahead, Sam. Okay. Come on. I don't know. No, you Go ahead. Come on. Uh, uh, uh. Oh. We'll see you next week, baby. I'm the wave.